This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is a really fun episode for me because I'm interviewing my friend, Allie Brettnecker. I've known Allie since the early days as a young professional in Indianapolis, and she is a huge part of the running community in Indianapolis. She's on the board at the CNO Financial Indianapolis Monumental Marathon. She's also the founder of Athlete Bouquets. Maybe some of you have heard of Athlete Bouquets. They are so cool. They're unique gifts for runners. You can send them to friends like after they run a race or for holidays, whatever you want. And they're filled with all kinds of runner goodies. And the cool thing is, is Allie partners with a lot of other small businesses owned by women. She also has a new podcast called Finish Lines and Milestones. And you know, I'm always trying to give a shout out to the other podcasters out there. I'm so excited that she took the plunge and jumped into that. She's completed... 55 half marathons, seven marathons, and she just ran a half marathon PR at the CNO Financial Indianapolis Monumental Half Marathon about two years after having her second baby. And we talk about like she thought the PR days might have been over and look, they're happening again. And she's really excited about that. I actually was race announcing at the finish line at that race and got to see her finish and just butted my way in for a huge hug, which was really, really fun. Um, so go check her out. Um, Athlete Bouquets is her Instagram for her business. And her personal Instagram is Allie T. Brett. I can't wait for you to get to know Allie. Go give her a follow. Go give her some love. Go grab an Athlete Bouquet. Her website's athletebouquets.com. Um, for a limited time, you can use the code ANOTHER for 10% off your order on her website, athletebouquets.com. All right, friends, let's go give Allie some love. Enjoy this conversation with my friend, Allie Brettnacker. All right, friends, today on the podcast, my friend, Allie Brettnacker is on the show. Hey, Allie. Hey, hey. What's up? I'm so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here, Lindsay. I feel like I'm dreaming. (laughs) Why? We're friends. We're friends. I've been listening to this podcast for years. And so it's just such an honor to be on. Well, the crazy thing though about that is that we've known each other since well before I started the podcast, because I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I met you was at a linking indie women event at, I think it was at noodles and co. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I was there. I worked for back of my feet and my boss and mentor really at the time was Beth Olson. And she you know, she was like, yeah, we're going to go to this event. And she was just kind of like teaching me how to be a, a professional, I think at that point. But you were part of Linking Indie Women. And then you became like one of the main people at Linking Indie Women. So yeah, it, that was probably, I was probably like 28 years old. Yeah. That was another lifetime ago, I feel like for what me What were you too. doing? Yeah. Like, can you tell us a little bit about w- what you like professionally did for work in, in your past life? Yeah. So I like to say that I'm a recovering software salesperson. Okay. So that's what I did for the majority of my career before I entered the world of, of running, which I know we'll, we'll talk about. But 
Yeah. At that time, I'm trying to remember where I would have worked because I wasn't helping run Linking Indie Women yet. Yeah. Probably at Exact Target, which was, uh, which is now part of Salesforce.com. Salesforce. Yeah. Yeah. So I was probably there at the time. That was really my first software sales job. So I was out doing the same thing, learning how to be a professional. Yes. Young professionals. And look at us now, moms. And we've been working and doing this life a lot longer now. Uh, Mm -hmm. So tell us about your running history because you just ran a half marathon PR after your second baby. Oh my gosh, Lindsay. That was so fun. And I got to give you a hug at the finish line. I butted in so hard. (laughs) Stop saying that. I'm so glad you hugged me. I would have been offended if you wouldn't have given me a hug. Are you kidding me? But you were like having a moment with someone else. But I was like, you know, I was like announcing. So I was like, well, if I don't butt in right now, she's going to be off and I'm going to be doing something else. So I just like weaseled my way in. It was so perfect. My coach, (laughs) Rachel, was there too. So I got a hug from her and then I got a hug from you and I just ugly cried and it was the best feeling ever, ever. Oh no, I butted into your coach hug? No, stop it. Stop (laughs) saying you butted in. Stop it. It was so great. I will remember that. And I actually got, don't judge me for this, I got got a mixed tile of that photo and another one that he took that he sent me. And yeah. So thank you to Michael Dura for that picture. Is he one of the main photographers? I don't believe so. I think this might've been the first time. I don't know. I shouldn't, I I have no idea actually, but I just know that our team found the picture and then connected me with him. And I was so grateful for that. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So you're, you ran a 143? Yep. 143.14 which in my mind still seems unreal because before that I had my PR was before kids. So my Uh oldest daughter is six. So it was a little over six years ago and it was down a mountain. It was one of those revel races. It was big Uh cottonwood, which is just outside of Salt Lake city. And so that almost feels like cheating. (laughs) (laughs) So even though it is a BQ course, I did the half, but I had some girlfriends do the full. And I was thinking to myself, if I, when I go to qualify for Boston, maybe I'll just have to run down a mountain and use gravity to help me a little bit. Not a bad idea. What's your marathon (laughs) PR? My marathon PR is 356.59. So just right under four hours, which was also before kids. It was the mm-hmm. year we got, or the year before we got married. No, the year we got married. I have my race spreadsheet open because I have a horrible memory. So I was like, I'm never going to remember anything unless I have it right in front of me. You're so funny. I weirdly remember times I've ran for almost every single marathon. And my husband's always like, how do you remember that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember anything else, but I remember these times very specifically. Oh, that's so it's funny. It's a very... Um, you cross that finish line and then, I don't know, it just feels like it gets ingrained in my mind. That's a, that's a talent right there. That's you don't talent. need a spreadsheet. You're yeah. way more and organized that, than me though. <laughs> I'm just nerdier. Um, I, and that was at Chicago. I don't think I said that. Okay. So I've, I've run Chicago four times okay. and then I did the monumental full last year in 2022. Okay. I've done Marine Corps and then I've done New York. Yeah, so yeah. you you were in New York spectating 
the year the year I had a really good race. Yes. Yes. I in was 2019, so happy you I came to, to my you. live show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I just felt, I, yeah, I absolutely loved that weekend. I ran the year before and some of my okay. friends cheered me on and they had to defer to 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was only fair that I was like, I'm yes. coming back to return the favor. And yep. I was so happy that you were there that weekend yeah. too. Super fun. It was so fun. So did your 143 give you like a glimpse of like, okay, I can do a BQ. <sighs> Yeah, (laughs) it did. I mean, my coach texted me. I can't remember if it was later that day or the next day. And she was, she sent a screenshot of my, um, my V dot. So like the coaching app that we use, she, you know, showed what that translated to in marathon time. And I was like, oh, Okay. And what was it? Interesting. Ooh, something like, it was like 325, I think somewhere around there. It was like an 811 pace, which for me still seems like impossible, but so did what I just ran. So yeah. Yeah. Wild. So, and then, um, I'm running the Zionsville half marathon this weekend. Okay. Just the weekend before Thanksgiving. And I, um, it'll be my 55th half. So are you, wow. Are you trying again to PR from monumental? No, no, it's going to be fun, which is always hard, but it's also really nice. I actually, paced for the first time this year unofficially I ran with my friend oh, who was fun. pacing uh-huh. and at like a 210 pace it's like 10 minute uh-huh. miles and it was so nice I need to That's do that so good do. oh it's yeah hard, for sure I always said like I was just doing a panel in Richmond and we were talking about like finding your running community and then somebody asked like how do you get over post-race blues and I said well I haven't yeah I haven't raced hard in a long time, but I used to always plan a marathon or like a half marathon for fun right after my goal race because Mm. it gives you like, um, it's like the party. It's the after party. Yeah. Yes. And this will be fun because my best friend's running. One of my other best running friends is running and then another girlfriend. And then one of my friends that I know through my coach, Rachel is running and we're just going to, I don't know. I was going to help my friend pace a little bit. She has uh, just had her fourth baby, which you can appreciate uh, as a mother yes. of four. And so she is just kind of getting, getting her race legs back under her, if you will. So I'm so excited to be there for her for that. Oh, 55 half marathons. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And did your, doesn't your dad run too? Did the, your passion for running come from him? So he does run, but I have to give my mom the credit. Oh, I love it. Because she actually, she ran, she was the first runner in our family. She did, um, I'm from Indianapolis. So the Indy Mini, she started doing Mm -hmm. that before anyone else in our family ran. And then I can't remember if my dad ever did that with her, but that's kind of how he got into it a little bit. And then my first Mini was that race and it was in 2007. So (gasps) yeah. I'm like, was that my first Mini? I think I did it in 2006. Okay. 2005. 2005 was my first, I think. And then, yeah. Ah, yeah. There was so. one year that my whole family, except for my little sister, ran it. And then another oh. year, my little sister did do it. So everybody, all five members of my immediate family have also done that race. I feel like if you're from the Indy area, like, mm-hmm. and you've ran it all, you've done the 500 Festival Mini Marathon. Yeah. It's really, really fun. And for anybody who doesn't know, it goes around the speedway, which is Mm -hmm. so cool, especially being from Indy. But it's sad. I actually never got to run that race with my mom because she Mm. ended up with hip problems and just 
stopped running. She's still very, very active. So I get still get a lot of my inspiration from her. Mm. But then my dad kind of took the running reins and he's uh-huh. um, we've done we did the Marine Corps together. We've done Chicago together. He's been to Boston, which I aspire to do. And he wants to do one more. I will do. And um, he wants to do one more. So we both, I just was texting with him this morning, actually. I put my name in for Chicago next year. Nice. Just for the hell of it. It's like, why not? I don't know. And so he did too. So we'll see. I don't know. That's a good one to go for that BQ. That's what I was thinking. But I'm also 37. So I'm kind of at that age where it's like, hmm. Do I need to kind of wait and hold out till I get closer to that 40 no. buffer? Okay. I don't no, know. No, because <laughs> even so, like you had to qualify by over four minutes this year anyway. So like even so, and I think you're perfectly capable to do that time. So you should go yeah. for it. We shall see. Stay tuned. I Now <laughs> I have the bug. Now that I've kind of proven my inner thoughts wrong, I'm like, okay, yeah can't actually do that. I I can't, I still kind of am in shock, but gave me a lot of renewed confidence for sure. Um, tell us about your coach. You mentioned your coach is Rachel, Rachel Cinders. Um, so Rachel, Michelle running, she is local to Carmel, Indiana. So it's nice to have her kind of in my backyard, but she coaches athletes all over the country. I met her when I started my business athlete bouquets, um, a mutual friend gifted her one of my bouquets Teresa Wyrick. I don't know if you would know Teresa, but, and then that's how Rachel and I met. She got one of my bouquets and reached out to me to do a giveaway for her clients and athletes. And I was like, absolutely. And then she was telling me about coaching and I kind of laugh at this now thinking about it, but (laughs) I was like, I don't need a coach. Uh uh I've done a lot of half marathons. I know what to do. And basically what I would do is like Google the Hal Higdon Uh thing and just run the amount of miles I was supposed to. I had no idea. Pacing, speed work, strength, cross train, nothing at all. Nutrition. (laughs) Uh Um, So she started talking to me about how she worked with her athletes and I'm like, you know, maybe I will try, try that. And my goodness, what a game changer. So oh, I'm really it. grateful for her. That's so good. And I use VDOT too. So she uses VDOT for her programming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which makes everything so easy. I'm a technology nerd at heart given, you know, my software background. And um, so that makes it just so easy. Somebody just tells me what to do. I just open the app and do, do what she says. Up, your watch <laughs> uploads it right there. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you mentioned athlete bouquets and I remember when you started athlete bouquets, tell us what that is. And maybe some listeners have bought from you. Oh, that would be so cool if they have. I um, bet. I bet thank, there's thank you. a few. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still think back to when I came to your house with one that was like hilarious oh, yes. looking and I'm it kind was... of embarrassed to think about what that one looked like. Oh, but why? I don't know. You got to start somewhere because I like sawed so... a foam roller in half. Anyway, you so, came to my house because we were doing the virtual Donna half marathon, right? Yeah. Yes. Was that what it was? Because we had a was group it of people. It was COVID times because at some point mm. people were like came in the house with masks on and like. It was. I do I remember that. I think that's that. what yeah, it yeah. was. It was the virtual right. Donna. Right? Yes, it was. Well, and, and there were a handful of people running the full because I remember Trina, of course. Trina was Trina, doing the full. Yeah. Yep. Trina Radebush, who runs every marathon. Uh huh. And then Molly <laughs> yeah. and Lori from Indy. Yeah. They, they come yeah, and run Donna. Fun. 
every year. They're always at the Donna Marathon. We had a nice little group. Just doing loop. We did neighborhood loops in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But that's when you brought me the athlete bouquet. Okay, I so did. carry on. Okay. So, okay. So I said I was a recovering software salesperson. So COVID, I was pregnant with my second daughter. Um, and it was actually before COVID happened. But it was the December before. I didn't like my job. Mm. Um, I, I debate on how far I go into that because I feel like it would be, it's good for people to know, like if you, if you're unsure of whether or not you're alone in your feelings, you're probably not alone in your feelings. And Mm -hmm. so I was just in this place where I didn't feel like I was set up for success and not to mention like just feeling like nobody cared. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It was okay. It was 2020 because it was at the end of the year and nobody cared at all about what I was selling or, you know, what uh. I had to say. And I'm like on a Zoom, literally talking to a wall because nobody had their camera on. Uh-huh. And I'm all excited. I had done all this prep work and research and nobody could care less. And it was so mm-hmm. – and in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I already don't feel like I am set up to be my best self here. And nobody cares at all. And I'm pregnant. And we just survived 2020. And this is horrible. What am I doing? what am I doing with my life? And so my husband thankfully was so supportive. He has a good corporate job and was like, well, you know, just take some time off. My daughter was due the following April. So that is April, 2021. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. I could just, you know, have her. And then after, you know, a certain period of time, I'll go back to work or do something else. So I was scrolling through Instagram, watching TV as I often do. And I saw this real bouquet of flowers. Like I think it was like daisies and they were in a shoe, a running shoe and with like goose, like intermixed. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You know, it was a get well, somebody had put together like a get well gift for somebody. And I thought, I wonder if there's something like that where you can Uh. buy somebody like a bouquet of some sort, kind of like an edible arrangement. It's kind of how I describe it. But like just with running stuff. Yeah. So then I go down a Google rabbit hole and I can't find anything. And so I'm like texting with a few of my friends and I start ordering stuff on Amazon. And then lo and behold, I just start putting stuff together. I opened an Etsy shop in uh, January of 2021. And the rest is is history. I've been at it now for, gosh, what is today? November. So it'll be almost three years. Wow. Almost three years. Um, I have a website now, athletebouquets.com. And yeah, I do all kinds of stuff too, not just the bouquets. And and I should note, like, it's like a mug with like fuel, like energy gels and liquid IV and band-aids and Vaseline and muscle rub, like all the things I feel like that you used to get in packets back when yes, race they would packets. actually give stuff away. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's just been so much freaking fun. And oh. yeah. So thank you for being an early supporter, even though I like cringe at thinking of what I brought you, but it's the same oh, idea. No. It just was like, I don't know. It always evolves, right? <laughs> it it has to evolve. You don't want to stand yeah. still. It's so true. And as I've told you, I'm such a perfectionist. So the hardest thing was like hitting publish and telling people about it because mm-hmm. I just wasn't ready to tell people about it. And it's like, Allie, how in the heck are people going to ever know that it exists unless you tell them? You got to start somewhere. So I'm you glad do. I did. And it was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like when I started my podcast, I was like, I shamelessly promoted crazy at the beginning because at the end of the day, it's like, well, if you're proud of the work you're doing and you think it's good, 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some people won't think it's good. Maybe some people won't like your product. But like if you, the person who created it, aren't like all out promoting it or trying to, you know, get a sale, then like it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yes. And things don't exactly. fall into your lap unless you are already a very well-known person. You are a celebrity mm-hmm. or like you already have this like built-in network. Like you have right. to build it. And yes. so I'm glad you did because also I think when we start something new, what is our hesitation? Is our hesitation that people are going to judge us? They're going to think it's stupid. They're going to think it's not for them. They're going to think like, oh, she thinks she's going to be successful with this. Good luck. You know, I mean, I think we let all those things like stop us though. Yes. Yeah. And here's where my favorite mug no Which one people cares. can't see, but it says Why no one cares. Why don't I have cares. that with me? I should have brought that to the interview. I actually pictured you having it. So shoot, in, in, yeah. Come on, Lindsay. I'm just kidding. I love um, that mug. It it was it was kind of when things kind of came full circle for me. You mentioned at the very beginning how we met, linking indie women, and I spoke for linking indie women after I had left the software world and started my own thing, and and I was trying to decide what to name my talk. Ah. And that's what I called it. No one cares. Love it. And and it's such a thing. It's like nobody cares. Who and if they do, like, okay, but they don't just no one cares what you're doing. I thought people would care that I left the software wor- world. I was like, oh, how in the world? This has been my identity for the last, you know, decade. How could I possibly mm-hmm. leave this? And it was kind of just more I realized it was what I was doing what people expected of me. Mm-hmm. More so or what I thought people expected of me, I should say, more so than I was doing what I wanted. So yeah, nobody cares. Just do it. Just do it. And it's, it's also like, I think that we do let external pressures weigh on us, like when we have a goal, but I, but what it boils down to is if we aren't internally motivated and if we don't have the drive because we want it, not because Mm -hmm. we want other people to see us doing something then maybe you're going to hit a time or do this in your business. But ultimately, like, you're not going to feel the satisfaction that comes from doing it because you want to do it. Right. Yes, exactly. So where's Athlete Bouquets going? Like, what's going on with the business? Oh, man, it's the holiday season. So I don't know when this is going to come out, but if it's coming out before. out before. Yeah. Okay, great. got to promote the biz. Got to promote the biz before the holidays. So, yeah. yeah. So right now it's, you know, end of marathon season mode, kind of gift mode. But I don't know. I envision, I, I dream, when I dream about it, I can see a warehouse. I can see like, okay, this is like the premier gifting platform for athletes. Like mm. I see some of that stuff. You know, the question is, is that what I want from this? Part of the great mm. thing is I'm not working for anybody. Nobody works for me. It's very flexible. I'm having so much fun. So I can kind of see it landing somewhere in between. I just love making runners happy. It's Mm -hmm. so fun when I get a message from somebody or like see somebody post a picture of it that it made their day or it was a great way to celebrate their achievement. Like that, I get enough out of, out of it, just making people happy. Um, And I'm certainly not making a living at it either. And so, but it's just given me this I don't know, this community of people too that I've started to develop in the running world that I've just really love. Um, And, 
you know, my other side of my professional life right now is, is with CNO Monumental, which you mm-hmm. came in town to yes. Indy this year for it. I would love, you should come every year. Can we make I want that to. happen? I hope, okay. yeah, I hope they'll have I'll make back. sure. I'll be so. like, I was like, team. Okay, you're on the board. That's who we need to have every year. Yeah, I will make it It was happen. so, so fun. Yeah, right. Like I have any, but it was so, it's so fun. And our team, like I just get to work with this great team of people that put on these great events in our city. And then they also give back to the community with uh, the Monumental Kids Movement, which we now have a standalone race for that. So I, I don't know. I look at this part of my life, this season of my life, and I just want to do things that I absolutely love. And how lucky mm-hmm. am I? Like, I, that is not lost on me. Like, how lucky am I that I get to do these things? So, but do yeah, I don't even it? know if I answered your question. Like, <laughs> do you want it to be like your full-time job? Yes and yes and no. I I struggle with this so much just yeah. because like I don't want to be a slave to my business. I yep. want it to be something that I really enjoy doing. And when you know, I can see how that can happen where all of a sudden it's something you have to do instead of something Oh yeah. you want to do. I don't know. I I think there's always that probably that seasonality too in the life of a business, but I don't know. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know how much I love Prevenex and their amazing products. And I wanted to call out something special today. Prevenex runs their biggest sale of the year during Black Friday, where you can get 20% off your order on any products. The normal discount I give on this podcast is 15%. So whether you've been sitting on the fence wondering if you should give Prevenex a shot or are one of the many listeners of this show who have taken Prevenex and seen great results, this is a perfect time to place another order. Prevenex Black Friday sale will start Friday, November 24th and run through Sunday, November 26th. As always, Prevenex offers you 100% money back guarantee where if you don't feel the actual benefits taking their products, the company will give you a full refund, no questions asked. Use the code BF2023 starting this Friday, November 24th, through November 26, 2023, to lock in to 20% off at Prevenex.com. That's Prevenex, P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X.com. BF 2023 for 20% off at Prevenex. I love their Neurofi Plus. I love their multivitamin and their joint health. I want to dive more into No One Cares, though. Like, what, what else did you talk mm. about in that speech? Okay, so this will be kind of going back to my roots, if you will, like my upbringing. Yeah. But I think a lot of the pressure that I have put on myself as a professional and as an adult came from the success of my parents. Mm-hmm. And this is actually not something I talk about a ton. Yeah. My parents, uh, they, my mom actually, kind of back to the running, she started the running thing. She also started a business. Okay. A software business that um, ultimately is a software they sold to banks, the banking industry. And my mom started it, taught herself how to code. My dad quit his, <laughs> quit his job. I mean, it's just like mind-blowing to think about that, actually. Taught herself how to code software. My dad quit his job um, and then joined her. And they joined forces and so had a cool. business. Uh, they sold it when I was in high school. And so when I was growing up, like, that's what I saw. These two people, like, working so incredibly hard. The company grew to have like over a hundred employees and it was one of the first software companies in central Indiana. And so I kind of just always pictured myself following in their footsteps, 
having a so- like starting a software company. So I think that's why I was in software sales for so long. Mm. My dad had given me the advice like, hey, you need to, you, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to learn how to sell because you got to sell yeah. yourself, your idea, yada, yada. And so that's kind of how that part of my life started. And I think I just, I don't know if I ever really truly felt like I hit my stride. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I'm like, maybe that wasn't ever what I was supposed to be doing. You know, but it was something I just felt like was expected of me and not because my parents put pressure on me at all, (laughs) just more like that internal pressure. Yeah. And so like going back to the no one cares thing, like that's part of it too. It's like nobody cares if you do what your parents do or you don't. Nobody knows either. Like nobody could care less like (laughs) about you. You're the only one thinking about you the most. And I've heard other people talk about Mm -hmm. it in a way that it's like, Nobody cares. I don't know if you are caught in public looking like crap. Like nobody, I don't even, I see you and your hair's not done. I don't think twice about it yet. You might be like so embarrassed or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to think of better examples than that, but it's kind of like you, we put all this pressure on ourselves and think that everybody's watching us, Mm. but nobody's, nobody cares. And I'm, I don't mean that in a mean way. It it just means like it should be in a freeing way to where it's like, just be free to think nobody really cares as much as you do. Like you're nitpicking yourself. You're have the negative thoughts in your head. You know, other people just don't see you that way and they aren't thinking about you that way. And I think when I kind of came to that conclusion, I was free. I got to do what I want. And like all of a sudden it was like, yeah, nobody really cares. Just do what you want to do. Don't Mm -hmm. let the expectations or your perceived expectations of others. I think that's key perceived because a lot of times there's, it's just fake pressure that we make up. Like don't let the perceived pressure pigeonhole you into doing something that makes you miserable because life is too damn short for that. Right. So yeah. I love that. I was thinking about that the other day though. Where was I? Oh, I was like picking somebody up and I had to make a quick stop. Some, Oh, I went to Harris Teeter <laughs> and I mean, I was like full on sweatpants. Like it wasn't like the cute joggers or tights. I was wearing sweatpants and I don't normally <laughs> do that. Um, and I was like, wow, you really are given the give I've given up vibe that George Costanza vibe, you know? <laughs> um, and sometimes I see these put together moms and I'm like, I kind of want to look like that, but it's not me. Like, those put together yes. moms, they mm. probably really enjoy that. They probably really enjoy putting on their makeup and like having the cute outfit. I, It's not like my thing, but do I sometimes wish it was? Yeah, I do a little bit. <laughs> Preach. I, I feel the same way, especially when I go to church. My God, oh. my kids are in this phase of like dressing themselves. Oh, like they yes. want to wear what they want to wear, especially my two year old, which is just like she wants to wear a spaghetti strap dress to church <laughs> and refute like and there's some ba- you pick your battles man you pick your battles I try it's not like I didn't want to put red the right clothes on my kid or I didn't know what the weather was it was that that's the battle I chose not to fight this morning I'm all about not <laughs> fighting that battle okay so you also started a podcast which um it's like a sister business or like a media like component to athlete yeah. bouquets Well, and I think I've always, I don't know, in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to start a podcast. 
Like yeah. I said at the beginning, I've listened to you for years. I've listened oh, to you. podcasts for years. And I just, there's something about having a conversation with people, like learning more about somebody than you ever would otherwise, like an excuse to have a conversation with somebody that maybe you never, never would. And so the idea, I, I've kind of been simmering on it for a while. And then my sister was actually the one, one of my mm -hmm. sisters was like, just do it. Who cares? Just do it. No one nobody cares. cares. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nobody cares. I'll just do it. And so I did. And I, I talked to kind of your everyday athlete. The idea was just people, just normal people that, you know, like Trina Routabush from here who mm -hmm. just finished her 74th marathon. She's done over a hundred half marathons. Who just has a normal job just running marathons. And I just love to hear why people run what races they run, kind of all the nerdiness of running too, and just people's stories. And so it's fun. It's selfishly like my inspiration of the week too. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were also going to talk about some other women owned small businesses. Oh yeah. I'm so excited to do this because you okay, talk about good. like what you just said, like bringing other people with you. Yes. I, well, and linking into women, right. It's like, I have you know, I have a mother who was an entrepreneur and mm -hmm. I have such a passion for female owned businesses, mm -hmm. which I saw there's an official holiday this year, which I don't know if oh, there, there was is. last year. Yeah. Oh, or maybe, so cool. I don't know. I saw it on Instagram, yeah. so it must be yeah. true. Right. But November yeah. 22nd, I saw like okay. all in the realm of, you know, small business, all the Black uh -huh. Friday stuff, whatever. I mean, so, there's a day for everything. You want to, you yeah. want to celebrate something in your life. There's a day for it. There's a day. There's a day. So I, I made a, a short list of women-owned businesses, specifically in the running world, thinking yes. that, you know, obviously I have a business that you, people could support, but I want to support other women-owned businesses. So um, I am going to rattle off this list. And if you want to know more, you let me know. Okay. Lindsay, and I have, I have a couple too, but you go ahead. Okay. So I've got 26 Diamond. Okay. She has uh, 26.2, 13.1, like you name it like diamond jewelry for really? finishing a marathon. Yep. Like Amazing. actual diamonds. Actual diamonds. Legit wow. diamonds. I sent a link to my husband for the bracelet <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> um, and then Pen and Paces, um, Cindy Smith, she has an online business kind of similar to mine, a lot of gifts, some apparel. She does calligraphy. She's a new mom, just did the Chicago Marathon. I'm so inspired by her. Um, this blonde runs shop on Etsy. She does bracelets now. She just started that. And, um, I've now having her bracelets in my bouquets. I try to do that as much as I can too. try to like collaborate with other women owned businesses. Um, athlete inspired. She does, uh, jewelry. She comes from the triathlon space. Um, work at towels is this amazing woman I met. I've got a couple towels that I've commissioned, like I've done the design for, um, and of course, you know, like Sarah, Sarah Marie and Erica, Sarah are kind of like my guiding light of women owned businesses yeah, they're like the in the OGs running space. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they've kind of been at it together forever. And so I always am in so, so much awe of them and support uh -huh. them of course, when I can too. So yeah. And I'm sure I forgot somebody and I'm going to like be up at night tonight thinking oh. about it. And so if I did, I'm going to feel like an asshole, but I hope I didn't forget any, but those are kind of the ones the that I'm working with with. now, yeah. you know, it's just been really fun since I've started my business, like meeting other women, kind of doing similar things and figuring out how we can work together and supporting each other. I just, oh, I love it so much. So are we getting a diamond bracelet in our athlete bouquet? 
Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? I'd be like, this bouquet is $550. And people will be like, is that a typo? No, it comes with diamonds, real ones. So there's a market there. Like there, someone, I mean, someone would buy it. People do buy it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Leslie Gregory. I gave her um, some of my stickers. She so kindly um, had at her booth at the New York City Expo this year. And she where did. she, yeah. So she, oh. I made her like, I don't know, 500 stickers and put QR codes on them. And she was like, oh, I'll, she's like, send me stuff. I'll put it at my booth. Like she's smart. So wonderful. But she was featured in Runner's World. Um, she's done one New York City marathon, but she's like, I want to, I just did this. I want to gift myself something incredible. Yeah. And she calls it like the everyday medal. And I just love that so much. So that's so cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Okay. So I, I was going to add um, my friend Jess Hofheimer. She is a coach, but she also has a, a art business called We Run on Art. And she does really cool portraits. Oh, she does. Like, I you know what she could Instagram. do? Mm-hmm. She could sketch like a picture, like that picture of us hugging. Like she could sketch that out. Like that would be such a cool picture and like frame it. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. So she does a lot of stuff like that, like race photos and things like that. And she has like cute little quirky cards as well. Um, so I always I definitely have to give her a shout out there. And I'm really proud of her. Like, you know, when you become close friends with someone and you see them, mm. like you get to actually talk about the business with them and hear about what their dreams are and their goals and how they're going to get there. We just had a really long conversation about, you know, where she sees that going long term. Oh, cool. And it's one of those things where like she could be like, embarrassed or like quiet about like wanting this like little dream of her and her art to go somewhere bigger. But like, she's like, no, I want to get in the running stores and do this and Mm -hmm. do that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you get to see the hard work behind it, it's really special. Um, koala clip. Oh yeah. Christina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a koala clip. Right. And then, um, Grayson Murphy, she's a professional runner and she has like really cute training logs that um, I'm oh. actually going to be talking to her. I'm talking to her about her training logs today at two 30 actually. Oh, but cool. All right. Yeah. So look. yeah, those are those the three yet. I brought and oh, I'm awesome. like you, there's more like we're, mm-hmm. we're missing somebody there. Oh, um, I know Ann Mazer. She's got that, uh, apparel line called relay active. Super. Oh, cute, I supported super her. Comfortable. Oh, you did. Sh- you bought those. Yeah. Those shorts. Hey, you cost me a lot of money, Lindsay. I tell you what. <laughs> I'm like, dang but it, aren't Lindsay. They great? Now I have to buy. It. I bought the shorts. <laughs> you bought then, athletic greens. <laughs> God, I bought like everything you sell. Um, just All a, my a pillow, a pillow soon, a pillow, lagoon pillow. You soon. do need to do lagoon oh, though. God. That is not a female owned business, but Ryan, the owner, is amazing Ugh. and it is a small business and startup. And that pillow is incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This was not uh, supposed to be a holiday gift guide episode, but here's the thing. But <laughs> I do want to, I, like, Support a small local business during the holidays because none of the big box stores are suffering. Like they're all going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like no one cares. No, Amazon doesn't care, but we care. So let's flip (laughs) it around and be like, we care. When you, like when I get an order, it comes through on my Apple watch. Okay. And so just know that I look and I'm like, oh, Oh, I did something today. (laughs) Made a sale. Yeah. Woo. So I know it's so fun, yeah. but yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I bought the relay active, uh, shirt shirts too. She did all these like, like a shirt set. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. She does she's she's really good. Though. She's, she has really fun, quirky designs and she 
um, the materials that she use uses are just like so mm-hmm. beautiful. And also I will say one more thing for her, the spandex shorts she has, they don't write up. Yeah. And no, that's a lot I of spandex. Them. Yeah. A lot of spandex shorts write up in the middle yeah. and they're like a really yeah. good length too. She has m- mm-hmm. multiple lengths, but um, yeah. Shout out to Anne. She's doing good yes. stuff over there. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. What I know every time I keep seeing these gift guides though, I'm like, y'all are getting affiliates and all the money for your gift cards. You act like you put together these gift guides yeah. out of the goodness of your hearts, but we but know no. you getting paid for these gift guides. Yeah. That's why I can't get in the runner's world gift guide. That's, that's <laughs> probably the reason. Cause I'm not like giving them, I have no money. So <laughs> have you pitched though to get in the runner's yeah. world gift guide? Yeah. And, they're and just like, by pitched, I mean, I've been emailing somebody. Like, I don't think people will pay, are paying them for that, but I mean like when influencers make gift guides they're linking all mm-hmm. their affiliates and their advertising yeah, I see what codes. you're saying yeah I, I do that. think you're right yeah. that runner's world doesn't do that but yeah I mean yeah, you could someday. pay to have an advertisement in runner's world I guess I could I guess <laughs> okay so you're running the Zionsville half this weekend yep. and long-term mm-hmm. goals to qualify for Boston what what steps do you see yourself taking to get there well I think that it's great I'm already working with a coach because that's kind of like Mm-hmm. table stakes at this point, I think. And for anybody listening who doesn't use a coach or has thought about it, it's kind of on the edge. I mean, do it. It's well worth the investment because I, I don't know. I continue to see other women like my age, older, like continue just to make progress in these year, like later year. I don't later years. We're not that old, we're but still like later young spring chickens, we're still young Allie. spring chickens. But I just mean like, I always thought that I could never get back to where I was before Mm. kids. And now what I see is that, yeah, I can. And then some. So I I just plan to continue working with my coach, Rachel, on continuing to gain speed and training really smart so that I don't get injured and I don't overdo it because I tend to do that. Um, But I, I could see it. I could see it happening before I turn 40. I'd like like for that to happen. But I'm also I'm patient, though, too. I don't I you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And I know that, but I'm going to put in the work and see where it takes me. Yeah. I mean, I think not that you asked me for my two cents, but well, you are a coach. On, lay it on me. If I put on my <laughs> coaching hat and my just like experienced runner hat, I think like just taking away that barrier of like 40. I mean, I for a really long time, I was like, it's before 40 and after 40. It's before mm. my hysterectomy and as- after my hysterectomy. Like I always mm. kind of thought of it as like black and white, this and that. And it's just not that. Like I turned 40. I had my hysterectomy and I'm the same. I am the same, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and I just like had this like almost like sticker on myself like that nobody else saw. But I saw that like once those two things happened, whether they're separate mm. or together, like I was in a different category and I'm not, I'm really not. So I would say take the 40 out of it. I know that that part of that is like the time thing. Um, And just, yeah, like be patient, stepping stone, but don't be afraid of big steps because your 356 marathon compared to your 143 half, that already is a big step. So like you going and running like a 340 for your next marathon isn't off the table. And that's a huge step to 330, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, 
I think a lot of people say, oh, I want that BQ. And so they think, oh, I'm going to train for it for this next race. And it's like, well, no, right. like step, step mm-hmm. and let your effort guide you run that race and then go from there and then keep stepping and then keep stepping. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. what you got to do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll do. So Chicago. Okay. So you, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be Chicago, but I did enter the lottery. It's just such a nice flat course, you know? And monumental, you're always, well, you know, you ran the half. So I was going to say you're always working it, but you're not, you're on the board. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm on the board. So I have part of what I've done since I've been on the board is just done all the races because I'm like, yeah. well, you, need, you need my feedback. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to be a participant, which I have been, I, it actually caused me to do the, the Fort Ben half for the first time, which I was always a little leery of. Cause it was uh-huh. hilly, hilly, which is really it not is. that it's not that, that bad. one hill mile 11. Is that it? It's yeah. So, we now it's so do kill though. the hill. So we put a timing mat at the bottom and the top and kind oh, of make a little game out of it, which actually makes so it fun. more fun, which is good. That's so fun. Um, but yeah, last year I did the full monumental cause I never had. And I uh-huh. was like, okay. And it was my it. first full after baby number two. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah. I can do a marathon as a mom of two check, you know, yeah. that box. But, um, but yeah, so I, you know, I volunteer, which has been such a wonderful thing. I talked recently to, to Trina actually about this, you know, every runner needs to give back to their running community. I never yes. did before I started, um, my work on the board of beyond. And I'm like, why did I never volunteer? Mm-hmm. Like wh- it's so gratifying to be part of these events, even if you're not running. So mm-hmm. I would challenge everybody who's not volunteered for a race to do that. Um, especially if you're an indie, <laughs> come yes, out to our events. Yes, we need you. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, this is my third year, third year. I joined in 2020. So yeah. So hopefully I'll be on our board for as long as they'll have me. I really love our team and our running community. You mentioned thinking you weren't going to get back to where you were pre-babies. Like you were like, oh, those days are behind me. So what changed your mind? I think after having kids, you become more patient. Mm. I think that really helped me there. Right. It's like you just expect, you know, there's also this like culture of bouncing back as fast as you can post baby, which I've heard you talk about on this podcast and which I, especially after my first kid, wanted to like get back to running a marathon as soon as I possibly could, which I did. She was born in July of 2017 and I ran New York in November of 2018. Okay. And so like looking back, I'm kind of like, okay, that wasn't really as patient Did I need as I could to do have that? been. Maybe yeah. not. But I just, I don't know, becoming a parent, you just have more patience and you realize what your body has gone through and how much your body mm. is capable of going through. And I think the combination of those two things really helped me get back at it. And now getting to a, a place where I am faster than I was before, I really do attribute to coaching and going about training the right way. Because before, like I said, I thought I knew how to train. I would just run the number of miles I was supposed to run on that day as fast as I could or as fast as I was feeling I could do it. And, you know, now looking back, I'm like, well, that was all wrong. So now knowing that I have, (laughs) you know, patience, like resilience of a mother's body and then, you know, the right training toolkit, I feel like those things are what have given me the confidence to be like, no, I can definitely crush the goals that I thought were unachievable to crush again. I think you're going to keep surprising yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, it's funny. I actually said to somebody before I ran my PR, 
Only one person I said this to. I said, like, I don't know why I'm all in my head about this. I know that I can do I'm going to do it. So why am I freaking mm. out? And saying it out loud makes me feel so cocky. But I think it's just more self-awareness. Like, I just know yeah. that I am the one, only one beating myself down. And like the one questioning it, like everyone else around me is like, you got that. My coach is like, you've put in the training. Yeah. It's just, I knew that it was, I was my own worst enemy there, like fighting against mm -hmm. myself almost just mentally. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, shut up, Allie, you know, you're going to go do it. So why are you even bothering wasting your energy, freaking out? Just go do it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, do you think part of it for me, it's always like the mental side of things. Mm -hmm. Like. I know my body can do this. Will I be mentally strong enough to execute? That is always what those nerves boil down to for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate that too. I also had a fellow member of the board, Ashley Haynes. She paced mm -hmm. me for the first half, Aww. which was so kind of her. Like I think back to that and that was a huge just, I mean, we literally just kind of on a whim the night before she's like, oh, hey, I'll find you. I can run with you the first half. And I'm like, okay. And so I just said to her, hey, just let's run eight minute miles and you look at the watch and I'll not look at mine. <laughs> yeah. And that worked. And so then did she go off and do her own thing or? Then she went off and ran the full marathon and ran a 330 like a boss. So. Oh, she was running the full. Okay. So you guys split <laughs> yeah. around mile seven. seven. So she, yeah, she, she paced me for the first half and then went to go. Yeah. That's kind of perfect. It was awesome. It also in a lot of ways held probably held her accountable to not go out too hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did she sure. have a good race? She did. She just, she had just done a hundred miler, the um, Indiana trail 100. Oh, NBD. You know? Okay. So I'm like, okay. Oh, so this is just a little 22 point, 26.2, you know, a little <laughs> jaunt around the city for you. Um, oh my but, gosh. Yeah. So she got a BQ, which Aww. she just kind of wanted to prove she could. And you know, I'm could like, of course it. you can. Cause she's yeah. just a beast. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. So you know the drill because you have been a listener of this podcast. What's mm -hmm. something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Okay. So professionally, I already mentioned this, but runner's world. I'd like to be in runner's world. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Got to make it happen. Um, that's got to happen at some point. And then um, personally, I think the, B, the BQ would be great. I would like that for myself. So we'll, that'll also happen yep. someday. Yes. What's the best, most recent book you've read? Okay. I love this. And I could talk about this for like 30 minutes, but I won't. Um, I am currently listening to a book called The Measure. Have you heard of this? Okay. Mm -mm. I fr uh, a girlfriend of mine recommended it. And it's about like everybody in the world gets a box overnight. They just show up. Um, everybody like 22 years old and over. And you get this string in the box and that correlates to how long your life's going to be. Oh, I don't want that box. Mm. Don't want to know about that. Yep. So it's like the, sh they call them like the short stringers and the long stringers. And it's like Ooh. a weird ass book, but it's like, would you open the box? Right. And no. then it's like this divide of like people, some people did, some people didn't. Some people are like married and then one person's is really short and the others is long. And it's like, I just found it fascinating, the premise of it really fascinating. So I'm reading, I'm listening to that right now. I tend to listen to books more than I actually read physical books. Um, and then I also just finished uh, the Elon Musk book that's by Walter Isaacson. So okay. super long book. Um, again, it's like a technology nerd, like come from, you know, family of technology nerds and I am one. 
I just am fascinated by him. And whether you personally have opinions of him or whatever, he is changing the world. And I think he's just such an interesting guy. And he didn't write the book. Walter Isaacson did. And he was the one that did the Steve Jobs book as well. And it's just mind blowing to me what this, what this guy is accomplishing. It's, I mean, he's just like nobody else. Did you listen or did you read? I listened. Yeah. I I find that books like that, I'm, I like to listen to those and then Mm -hmm. like a more like pleasurable, like, is it nonfiction that is like, like this, the measure book. I like to read those, but biography type, autobiography types. I love to listen to. Listen. Yeah. I do have anxiety about the book that you just mentioned, though, the measure book. Yeah, it's Like, I wild. am very anxious just thinking about it. Yeah. Would like, you open the box? God, I don't – I am, like, so – I – No. I, I almost want to, like, continue not. listening to the book to see what, like, happens to people who are – because it just would mess with you so much, but then you would get to do all the things you want to do. But I think you should just do all the things you want to do anyway – so then you could pace them a little bit differently if your right. string was if you, short. If though. your string was short, you just go do it all. I, I just don't know. I'm just glad that we don't have to make that decision. <laughs> uh, me I too. Because it. I yeah. have so much anxiety thinking about it. Honestly, it's wild. It's yeah, it's crazy. I don't think that's yeah. going to be a good book for me to read. I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah, I know. You do that. You I know. <laughs> I know what I need to do here. Um, I just finished the Britney Spears book on Audible. Oh, that's on my list. That's on my list. Yeah, and so is Matthew it was Perry's. Good. I could really yeah. do a deep dive conversation on the Britney book. I have lots of thoughts, but I guess that's for a book club another day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to listen to that. And then, yeah, my best friend quick. was listening. It's quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my best friend was listening to the Matthew Perry book. She just finished it before he passed away. And he that died. was so, so that was actually on my list before. And now I'm more interested just to hear more about his life, but. I like well, those kinds of books. I feel bad because I felt like I heard so many people saying like his book didn't make me like him anymore and then he oh. died and I'm like, hmm, oh, well, I'm maybe sad I won't that listen his to book it didn't then. didn't make you like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um well, I have not personally read it though, so I don't I that is yeah. not me saying that. That is what I've heard. Okay. Um yeah. okay, who's someone fun motivating or inspiring you'd like to have coffee, tea or cocktail with? Okay, I have two. One is Laura Green. I just genuinely, I genuinely feel like we would be friends. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because I understand social media is like social media. Totally. But I've listened to her on a couple of podcasts and I Uh feel like we would be, we would get along and her sense of humor is similar to mine. And I'm like, yeah, I would like to get a cocktail or like go for a run. Um, and then I have another one who actually, I just wanted to make sure that I paid tribute to my friend. She, um, it's not happy. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. She Weird. passed away um, several years ago from cancer. My friend Megan Thacker, who really was part of the inspiration behind starting Athlete Bouquets and ha- like kind of how I am where I am now. And she lived life to the fullest, like to the point where at her funeral, there were hot dogs and champagne and cupcakes. Like this she woman, made sure that happened. she made sure that happened. She was incredible and so thoughtful. And for my, I think it was my second Chicago marathon. She sent me a bouquet of like actual flowers that were in a martini glass or like a margarita glass, um, to my work before my race. And she's not a runner, like just, but her level of thoughtfulness, like she's, that's just kind of who she was. And so like, if I could just have a glass, one more glass of champagne with Megan, Oh, I would love that so much. Yeah. 
Mm, mm. I remember when you posted about her and I, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Cancer is the worst. It is the worst. And I also appreciate that you like know my personality enough to look at me and be like, wait, it's not happy. I saw you. You're <laughs> like, oh, yay. I'm like, no, you're just, I'm sorry. I'm just going to, it's going to be sad. I mean, it's. But it's <sighs> real. It's so, yeah. Yeah. It's real. And I remember doing my deep dive on her when you shared about that. And I was like, I, w- I wish I would have been friends with her. She was, oh, uh, yeah. It's just so unfair, really. Just really makes me. She Was she a sorority sister? Mad. No, um, we were GDI, goddamn independent together at Miami, oh, Ohio, yeah. yep. which is like the most Greek school on the face of the planet. I think you talk really? about monogram moms. I was thinking that made me think of Miami of Ohio because there's like, monog- uh, well, although God bless Megan was the queen of monograms actually, but she's very preppy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we lived across the hall from each other freshman year and she didn't love her roommate. So she spent a lot of time in our room. And she was very independent throughout college. So we never lived together, but we spent a ton of time together. I mean, so many great memories. And then after we would see each other a couple times a year, she would always have an ugly sweaty sweater, sweaty, <laughs> ugly sweater party in December at her house that I would always go down for. And that was actually the last time that I got to be with her was for one of her ugly sweater parties. And oh, yeah. So, yeah, this time of year especially, I start really missing her. But, you know. You have to throw your own ugly sweater party every I know. I've talked I've talked about it. You know what's crazy is that my – and I know. I'm sorry to continue on. But um, my, my best friend introduced me to a girl who rollerbladed the Berlin Marathon to be on my podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. Come to find out she is siblings with one of Meg's best friends, Chris, who he – they were like best friends and oh just my gosh. like this small world small thing because she asked me how I was friends with her brother on Facebook and I'm like, how do I, know? I don't know. And I looked and I'm like, oh my God, I had actually met her before at one of Meg's parties. It was just this whole oh, full circle. Yeah. Kind of like those little God winks of like, oh, yes. here, you like, you need to be put back in touch with this person so you can, oh, you know, yes. remember. It's just, it's really cool when that stuff That's happens. Really special. Yeah. So oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Thanks. Shout out to Meg. Meg. Thinking about you. Mm, always. What is your last message to leave with the audience? I think you know this one. We'll just reiterate it. Nobody cares. <laughs> do, do what you want. Do whatever you want. Whatever that looks like for you. You want to run a race for fun and not care about your time? Nobody cares. You want to wear sweatpants or your pajamas to you know, school pickup? Nobody cares. It's just so great. You want to start a podcast, a business, quit your job. I mean, quitting your job, maybe somebody will care about that, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like within reason of like your means, but yeah, just life is way too short. And I do get anxiety thinking about that as well, but it's just like, it gives me motivation to continue to fill my life with things that I love. Yeah. Mm, Allie Brednacker, um, athletebouquets.com. Yes, ma'am. All right. Go get an athlete bouquet for Christmas, for yeah. holidays, for whatever, for race. Go for support yourself, this local small anytime. Biz. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Allie. Oh my gosh, thank you, Lindsay. So fun. All right, friends, thanks for being here today. Go follow Allie on Instagram, athlete bouquets. And you can find me personally. I'm Lindsay Hine, 66. Learn about this show and all the shows in our network at sandyboyproductions.com. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And we'll see you next week on I'll Have Another.